I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this is Poetry Spoken Here. Today we have a special themed episode of Poetry Spoken Here, and our theme is Contemporary American Poets Who Write in the Style of the Classic Chinese. For my source material, I'll be using a small anthology in the spirit of Dao Qian to talk about poetry from five poets who write at times in the style of the ancient Chinese. Now, Dao Qian is a major figure in the Chinese poet tradition. His influence on subsequent generations cannot be overstated. He's rather like the Walt Whitman of China. Virtually everyone over there knows him. And the poems in this collection I'm going to be looking at share characteristics with Dao Qian and the other poets of ancient China. These poems are plain-spoken, clear, they're generally short, and they're readily understandable. Like Dao Qian's poems, these reflect a viewpoint on life and society from outside the mainstream. Poetry is at the center of each of these poets' lives we're going to look at today. Yet, unlike many contemporary American poets, none holds an academic position. They live in varied circumstances, but they share the lifestyle of the Chinese mountain recluse. If you consider the characteristics of that lifestyle, according to David Hinton, who is certainly an expert on this material, he's a poet and translator of Dao Qian and other major Chinese poets. And he says the mountain recluse lifestyle generally includes, get this, a relatively comfortable house, a substantial library, family, friends, and a political dimension, because the wisdom cultivated from this kind of life was considered essential for sage governing. Let's start. We have five poets here. Let's start with Sam Hamill. He's the founding editor of Copper Canyon Press. In that position, he's actually responsible for making many old ancient Chinese poets available to us today, because Copper Canyon published the translations. And he's the author of over 40 books of poetry, essays, and translations. Now, outside of the poetry world, Sam Hamill is best known for declining an invitation to read his work in George W. Bush's White House in 2003. That's a while ago. Some people may not even remember that incident. And after he did that, it was in the news. And subsequently, Sam created PoetsAgainstTheWar.org, where over 20,000 anti-war poems were ultimately published. I had an experience with Sam about when he didn't go to the White House. He was giving a reading in Chicago. This was before the White House incident. And I thought, this is a big deal. He's written a lot of books, and I really like his poetry. I've got to get down there. I get down there early. And the audience was about... 10 people, and I think seven of them were students of the other poet who was reading. I was sort of astonished. I didn't know Sam Hamill at the time, but it gave us the opportunity to chat during the intermission because I was very familiar with his work. So let's look at a couple of the poems he has in this anthology called In the Spirit of Dao Qian from Foothills Publishing. Mountains and Rivers Without End After making love, we are like rivers come down from mountain summits. 
We are still. We are moving. Calm in the depths of danger. Two rivers entering the sea. Slowly, as if nothing matters. Quietly, but with great power. Merging in deepening waters. Sam Hamill. And another short poem. This is a a multi-part poem, but I'm going to read the first part. Because it's a lesson, lesson from thieves, number one. Someone has stolen my orchid. Nothing left but a circle of emptiness and dust. Alas, alas, God damn it, I love that flower too much. Sam Hamill passed away about a year, maybe a little over a year ago, and certainly is a loss for poetry because he made some wonderful contributions. Now, my personal friend, Michael Zarnick, he runs Foothills Publishing, and he writes and runs the press from his off-the-grid homestead at Wheeler Hill, near Canona, in upstate New York. And he lives a poetic lifestyle, regularly traveling across the country to give readings and workshops and poetry, as well as a palm-of-the-hand memoir-writing workshop that he has invented. And he's been greatly influenced by Dao Chen and the other ancient Chinese poets. We're going to read a couple from Michael now. Michael actually wrote a series of poems with the title In the Spirit of Dao Chen after we decided to put this book together. And here you go. Winter's first flakes begin to fall. Long season looming ahead. As snow deepens, we become more isolated, inaccessible. Few visitors come to see us. Who wants to walk long pathway in? At this moment, all I need, family, books, cup full of sake, and Another, early summer, northeast field, profusion of wildflowers. Eight years since last time mowed, making its way back to woods, amidst scattered aspen, ash, apple, daisies, wild basil, hairy beard tongues, forever evolving, life's changes, once dark hairs, now turned white. The next poet is a name that may be familiar to you. I reviewed his last book in an earlier podcast, David Budbill, lived in northern Vermont and unfortunately also left us uh, about a year or so ago. And he had been writing, when this book was published in 2012, he had already been writing poems in the spirit of Dao Chen, for many years, and they were published in his uh, several books from Copper Canyon Press, which you can easily find. They're wonderful books. He also wrote a collection called Judavine, which is poems about a fictional town he made up in northern Vermont. And then he developed a play, Judavine, which had been produced in 26 states. His poems were, were uh, frequently read on the uh, Writer's Almanac on NPR. Let's hear a couple from David. 
Morning Meditation Stand beside the wood stove, hands on butt, palms facing out, face the window to the east. What's left of my tea in its capped cup, staying warm on the stove behind me. Stare out through the window at sunrise, snowfall, cloudy day, branches of the apple tree, birds moving to and fro from the dooryard feeder. Watch the day. Empty teacup, empty mind, empty self, into which this poem now comes. And another short and rather zenny poem called Better to Have Less. The less you have, the less you'll lose when it comes time to lose it all. David Budbill. The next poet in this anthology is me, Charlie Rossiter, and I've been trying to do this for quite some time, right in the style of Hanshan, Li Po, Yang Wan Li, and the other poets from long ago China who I greatly admire. And here are a, a couple of those poems that are in this anthology. A Good Friend A good friend gives you dinner and drinks, good conversation, and a warm bed. In the morning, he makes special pancakes and packs you a snack for the road. Then he thanks you for coming to visit. I love thinking of my good friend, Eddie, who has a very large pancake recipe collection (laughs) and never hesitates to kindly make a batch when I visit. And uh, another short one. What kind of job do you have? Blue collar. White collar. I spend most days in a t-shirt. Writing poems is a no-collar job. And finally, our fifth and final poet, writing in, I believe, the spirit of Dao Qian. I hope you can agree that these voices are different, but yet there's a, a similar spirit to them. And our fifth poet is Antler, who has spent his life in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and has been called one of America's great nature poets. He got the 1987 Witter Binner Award, and also the Walt Whitman Award as a writer whose contributions best reveal the continuing presence of Walt Whitman and American poetry. He's got high praise, seriously, folks. Gary Snyder called him one of the half dozen or so truly committed wilderness poets in American letters. Each year, Antler spends time in the fall in the upper Midwest wilderness, camping and hiking and backpacking, and he basically lives a poetic lifestyle and ekes out a living performing his poems far and wide in the spirit of Whitman's invocation to poets to be itinerant gladness scatterers. Here are a couple from Antler. As mentioned in in the introduction, uh, all of these poems do not occur in the wilderness. This poem happens in the Performing Arts Center in downtown Milwaukee. And uh, 
it shows Adler's keen observation skills and his perspective on uh, himself and life around him. This is called Looking Through Baby Footprints. Two-inch baby footprints on completely frosted window of second-floor lobby Performing Arts Center, downtown Milwaukee. After hearing Bruckner, Mass, number two. Perfect baby footprints in frost. You could look through and see cars going by in sub-zero January night. Imagine expression baby face when mother pressed tiny feet on ice-cold glass to calm her baby from crying or play a game. Watch dowagers in furs helped by chauffeurs into parked limousines through baby footprint impressions while respectable concert-goers emerge into lobby observing me in my bum clothes. I just love, when I first read that poem, that phrase, bum clothes, just got me right there. That's Antler. And now a poem from when he is out in the wilderness during one of his autumnal treks to northern, uh, to the central, north-central area, the woods up there. Catching the Sunrise When I see first light touch treetops on the far shore, I launch my canoe without a sound and float into perfect calm. Not till the lake floor disappears do I dip my paddle and begin without a sound for the other side. Not a drip or a ripple, I go slow. When I reach the center of the lake, the sun is up enough, the far shore glows. Now I'm paddling in sunlight. Mist rises and wraiths. On seeing the bottom as I near the other side, I stop paddling and glide. Not a breath of wind. Bird sings. Fish jumps. Looking back where I came from, I can see the trees at my camp begin to be touched by the sun. I have been investigating contemporary American poets who attempt to write in the style of the ancient Chinese. Their work collected in a book called In the Spirit of Dao Chen, published by Foothills Publishing. I uh, hope you enjoyed this little investigation and enjoyed the poems. I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this is Poetry Spoken Here. Please join us again next time and suggest that your friends do the same to let poetry speak to you. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash poetry spoken here. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash poetry spoken here. For more about today's show and other Poetry Spoken Here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com.
If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com.